Next on BYU Sports Nation, hello, semifinal Monday at the West Coast Conference Championships in Las Vegas. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo tells us about his experience on the Basketball Selection Committee and the criteria of an at-large bid. Plus, Assistant Coach Mark Pope on the key to seven straight BYU wins and Marty Haas on what it's like watching a son Tyler hit a game winner. Let's go! It's BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Fisher to the bottom. They're going to clear everything out for Hawes right here. Hawes will pull up 17-footer and he's got it! Big shot, Tyler! BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Monday, March 9th, and it's still as awesome as watching it live on Saturday night. Tyler Haas puts BYU in the semifinals, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Putt-Putt Skins game winner, Jerem Jordan. There's a place called Angel Park, and for five bucks, you can play mini golf on real grass. Long, uh, no, you know, no, no clown's mouth, you have to get it through, no, uh, none of that nonsense. Real grass. It was awesome. Five bucks, Angel Park. I'm gonna go there every time I go to Vegas now. Vegas is bleeding into you. This was the skin. This was the skins game, right? I don't know what you're talking about. I went on the high <laughs> roller as well, the new Ferris wheel. Fantastic, 550 feet in the air. You pack like 40 people in there. Awesome, nice, nice new additions to my Vegas experience. You did it right, man. Yeah, you did it right. We missed you. You hung out with the in-laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a good person. I didn't miss you. No, I'm just, I'm <laughs> what, just kidding. What the heck? I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. The conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. As always, members welcome. Tell your friends and answer the Twitter question today. It's semifinal Monday here at the West Coast Conference Basketball Championship. So we ask, which BYU player will have the biggest impact on tonight's game? We're talking about the men's game. You can throw in the women's game. That's at 3 Eastern on BYU TV, by the way, BYU-Gonzaga. But BYU-Portland, semifinal men's side. Who will have the biggest impact tonight? Use the hashtag BYUSN, at Scott M. Gower. It has to be Jake Toulson. His legs, feet need to be river dance ready. Hey, Tim Lacombe told us he was going to do the Jake Toulson jig if BYU won the West Coast Conference Tournament Final. I want to see that, man. We're 36 hours away from that. <laughs> Just win tonight. Win tonight. Women's basketball also matched up in a semifinal against Gonzaga. Lexi Eaton's game winner putting the Cougars up against the Bulldogs today in the first game simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler will, ha- will be on the call. Men's volleyball <coughs> lost a couple of matches. Disappointing. Uh, uh, they got to bounce back. They have a bye this week before... Pepperdine, I believe. But baseball turned things around. Yeah, they won four in a row. Won all four against Hartford at home. Awesome. Time to win some more. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending, and that brings us... You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. To the BYU Athletic Director, Tom Holmo. Tom, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Early morning for you on a very big and busy day. Uh, first of all, how, how's your mentality holding up having to deal with the selection committee and watch BYU basketball? And, oh, by the way, you had a new grandbaby as well. How you doing? It's been a busy week. I'm doing fine. Um, it's been interesting. 
interesting to watch the games here and then go back to the hotel and watch other games. My wife's like, are you kidding me? We didn't get enough <laughs> basketball today. And uh, it was my birthday Saturday, and so she wanted to go out and celebrate, and I had to watch uh, some game. I can't even remember, but they're all kind of blurring into each other right now. What's the experience been like so far for you on the selection committee? It's been a great experience. Uh, when Jamie Zaninovich left, when he went to the Pac-12 and they uh, offered me that position on the committee, he said, it'll be the hardest thing that you've ever done committee-wise, but it'll be the most rewarding. And I think that's come to pass. What was the first thing you learned uh, once you started meeting with the committee and and really delving into this project? What was the first storyline that, you, that you'll remember? Gosh, the only thing I can remember is the book that we had to look through. It was about four inches lo- tall and uh, or thick. And... It's it's intense. Every meeting we have, we've met five different times where we fly to some place in the country to sit there and talk about the tournament or the site selections or whatever it might be. And so there's way more that goes into it than just selecting the teams and seating them. What surprised you the most about uh, learning how to do this? <laughs> well, it's just games you know it's like a junkie i'm a i'm a sports junkie <laughs> so whenever you get to look at games and try to determine who's better to evaluate coaches and players and teams and who's going to win this matchup that's that's like candy for me and so it's so not, you love it yeah i love it it's not hard it's intense you understand the difference it's fun to do it's really intense and in the end i think that Watching 10 members from the mock selection pick the teams that they want, I don't see how they can screw it up. I just don't see how you can do it because somebody, you know somebody might be off, but there's 10 people in the room. So I think the average of how it goes is going to be pretty sweet. What's your schedule like for the next week uh, watching BYU here in Vegas and then heading out to select well, the field of 68? Regardless of what happens today, I leave tomorrow morning early, so I'll miss oh, the wow. finals. We have to be in Indy tomorrow, and uh, we begin Wednesday morning with uh, selection. So like a lot of people don't realize that, but they start putting the uh, brackets together tomorrow. Oh, okay. Not tomorrow, Wednesday. And then as teams play, you can't just wait till Sunday afternoon to go. Sure. And I think people think that that's what they do. It's Sunday morning they put together. But it's pretty amazing how <laughs> slap it together. In, the, in the mock selection you have these screens. There's two people sitting at a desk with four screens in front of you. And then the NCAA staff, that's another ten people, they fire – statistics at you from and criteria on the screens in front of you You can ask for anything and it's instantaneously in front of you so you can compare uh davidson and green bay if you want (laughs) and put them up there and you have to get used to the color codes that the ncaa has for neutral home away top 50 and the first little while i was a little bit mesmerized but after about three hours of that, it starts to come to you. So I'm hoping that it comes back quickly on Wednesday. You mentioned a, a mock selection. When's the first time, and I guess how many times, have you guys put together what you might think the field of 68 looks like as you prepare for the next One five time, days? One in time. the mock selection. Uh, that's, what, that's when you put all together the seeds and the teams that you're going to select, and you do it in a Reader's Digest version. 
So what we took about five hours to do takes five days. Oh, man. And uh, it was pretty amazing how quickly it came together. But we've actually had calls where we talk. Every uh, member of the committee has a number of conferences that they oversee. So I'm a primary over four conferences, and I'm a secondary over three others. And we get on those calls. We've done that four times. And you talk to the whole committee. It lasts about two hours. And we talk about our conferences and the teams and the players and what to expect and the injuries and why to watch them and why they should be available. And we talked about who those teams are. You guys have been watching the bubble for about, what, two weeks? We've been watching it for about two months. Yeah, a long time. Talking to you makes me think, they know everything that's going on. Like the, the trust of all the details kind of surfaces well i think nothing gets past you i I think it's true is you guys will watch byu in the bubble and you might know more than me about byu's bubble hopes (laughs) but i know more about you than um i'm not going to say a team (laughs) name the team there's a bunch of them i know a lot and uh, it's just interesting. One of my conferences is the Big Sky Conference. So I know Sacramento State, Montana, and Eastern Washington really good. I could name you their starting lineups. Wow. That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> You'd be a play-by-play guy for the Big no, Sky Conference. No, I couldn't conference. do that. I couldn't do that. <laughs> okay, Tom, uh, you talked about comparing resumes. You say let's whether it's Davidson or Green Bay or, or whoever, not BYU, but any of the teams you're looking at, what kind of trends are you looking for? when you are comparing resumes between those conferences in terms of who deserves to get in and maybe who doesn't? I think the thing for me as a member of the committee is to be watching so steadily from the beginning of the season. It was fun for me to kind of actually read up on all the teams before the season started and kind of anticipate what the prognosticators see will happen. And then immediately you see some teams that struggle. Like one conference thought that one of their teams was going to be great and they finished in the bottom of the conference and so there's all these intriguing things that happen along the way but I think one of the things for me is to watch teams the rise and fall just like we watch our team Cougars this year they had some great points and then some stutters and then have had a nice little run at the end and I kind of love to see and figure out the reasons why teams aren't playing well uh, you know, a, a good example that, you know, in the state of Utah is Utah. They have a really good team, and they're solid on defense, but they went into a little bit of a lull just recently. And it's intriguing to watch a team like that who's a really good team. And a lot of people, because I read the morning paper in Utah, people wondering how that's going to be. And you can magnify that times almost every yeah. conference in the country mm-hmm. to get an example of what we're looking at. Is the RPI weighted as much as we think it is in these conversations? I, I don't guys? think so. Now, I'm speaking as one member of the committee, and that's the beautiful thing about the selection committee is that all 10 members have their own criteria. You can select whatever you want. And I've said this before that for me, the RPI is the easiest. But if you rely on that, I don't think it's fair. Because anybody, you can pick anybody off the street if you're just using RPI. It's like uh, we always fill out in our family uh, March Madness bracket we have forever from the time the kids can count to 64. They learn how to do the bracket. And uh, it's amazing how there's someone in our family, yet to, not to be named, who always goes uh, one beats three. They look at the higher seed and go all the way through the bracket. Anybody could do that with RPI. And, but that doesn't select the best teams in the country, in my opinion. So does the group of 10, uh, do you have certain things that you say, okay, th- these are going to matter more than just trying to balance all of them? No. Strength of schedule, 
Margin so it's, it's of individual loss. to individual. And as a group, you come to a consensus? So we're like Mixing the, all the knights of the round table, except it's rectangular. And we, we battle. There'll be times, even in the mock selection, it was kind of interesting as a rookie on the committee. I'm like, wait a second. I got a team here that you guys are giving no love to, and let me tell you about them. <laughs> and so we start talking, and they're laughing because, uh-huh. you know, the rook. But <laughs> they said, I, I thought I was being a little brash to say that. And afterwards, they said that was low key compared to how it'll be in the room because you owe it to uh, the committee, you owe it to the country to be able to battle. It's not like you should be rooting for teams, but if you believe in something that a team brings to the table, then you got to put it out there. And even in the mock selection, there are some points that were made from people in the room that I thought, that's a good point. And I hadn't thought about that. And now that I take that into consideration, that makes a difference. Because the way that they do it, it's two teams at a time. You start at the top and you just make your way down. And so you're going about two teams at a time. Say if you're on the seventh and eighth um, team, and seven goes in, now eight goes against nine, and maybe nine goes in, then seven drops, and it keeps drop, 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 and you're wondering, what in the world's going on? Here's a great team, and they're dropping, and you wonder why that happens. People have ideas about what's happened recently. Oh, to be a fly on the wall oh, in that room this week. Hey, we, uh, we're a little bit late in doing this, uh, but this is really the first chance that we've, we've had to thank you for giving us your all-access football pass <laughs> to the set. So we want to deliver to you an oh, official pair so of BYU Sports Nation blue goggles. And if you so happen to want to wear those on Selection Sunday, just be like, hey, it looks like BYU <laughs> should be in. You know, go ahead and throw those babies on. After you step out of the room. <laughs> That's a precious gift. I really appreciate it. Tom, thanks for the time. Hey, my pleasure, guys. All right, really interesting stuff with BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo as he goes inside the war room with the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee. But first, it's semifinal Monday for the BYU women and men. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we continue our conversation. Mark Pope, assistant coach, joins us live. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, it's semifinal Monday, so get ready for that. Tons of awesomeness today. Uh, starts with BYU Gonzaga, the women's semifinal at 3 Eastern time right here on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Followed by San Diego, San Francisco, the other women's semifinal. And then the men's games, Gonzaga Pepperdine on the mothership, ESPN. And then BYU and Portland in the men's semifinal at uh, 8.30 Eastern, excuse me, 11.30 Eastern time, 8.30 here on ESPN2 and BYU Radio. So this gym is going to be packed today because we've got meaningful games, baby, two of which involve the BYU Cougars. Which BYU player will have the biggest impact in tonight's men's game against Portland? That is our Twitter question today at COT underscore BYU football says, I'm going to vary from Haas and say Kafusi. I think he'll get a season high in scoring and four plus blocks. We'll ask Mark Pope, one of Corbin's very, I guess, close mentors because of he's an assistant coach and he has worked uh, with the big men about that the progression that comes with, with Corbin Kafusi this season. Because he, I mean, when you look at the way he played on Saturday night against Santa Clara and compare that to the first time you saw him step onto a a basketball I thought it was a volleyball BYU. player. Holy the first time. cow. I mean, phew. yeah, d- huge improvement. And what doesn't show up on the score box is he won the tip and then he caused two other jump balls. I mean, he was, he has graduated from thinking 
to reacting. And the, and Dave Rose said in the press conference after the game against Santa Clara Saturday, one of the big reasons for our improvement over the past you know seven games probably month or whatever is the play of Corbin Kafusi. So I I don't knock that at all. I think that's a pretty smart observation. We just talked to Tom Homo, the athletic director at BYU. He is a member oh, of the man. ten-person NCAA selection committee. We could talk to him for a few hours. I at wish least. we could spend the whole show just talking with him about the selection. Just committee. a billion questions. Number one message to me from that: they know what's going on, and that whatever criteria you think they emphasize, it's all individual. That was a surprise to me. Yeah, so some people might think RPI is number one, where some people think eye test is number Strength one. Of schedule, Strength of schedule, whatever. Yeah. It's all individual, and then they discuss things, but they have all their bases covered. I like that. The guy's got a busy week, man. Oh, had a busy weekend. Just had a birthday, baby. It was his birthday. BYU Tyler playing? Haas hit the game winner. Happy birthday, Tom Homo, if by BYU, the way. If BYU wins tonight, he's not going to be there tomorrow. He's got to fly to Indy. Oh, oh he'll... He'll be watching. We'll be here. Always watching. <laughs> <laughs> Always watching. I'm watching you, Wazowski. Uh, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Mark Pope, BYU basketball assistant coach who has uh, hopefully rested up well on Sunday. And He's ready got to great go hair. Yeah, that he does. Coach, welcome back to the show. Spence, what's up, baby? What's up, Jerem? Oh, we're just keeping Hashtag it real. bald brethren, baby. There we go. Let's go. <laughs> How is the mentality of the team as you approach semifinal Monday, Coach? I think our guys are good. Uh, you know, they're they're excited. We got a game under our belt in that gym. Um, I think we, you know, obviously we all of these teams in this league we know each other really well. We know it's going to be a physical uh, kind of you know fist fight game. We're really excited about it. Has Corbin Kafusi graduated from react thinking to reacting? He is, he's made some real strides, hasn't he? And, and, and that's been, that, you just nailed it exactly. That's exactly been his issue. Just as a young, inexperienced player uh, with, with a ton of, you know, assignment responsibilities, you know, we haven't seen his athleticism come through until the last few weeks. And, and it, just because he's been thinking so much on the floor, trying to keep pace with the game, and he's getting more comfortable. And we're just we're just seeing the beginnings of what he can become. He could be a really special player. We saw some edge from him on Saturday night. Him get into a couple of scrums and yep. get on the floor. The and spirit of Bronson was alive. It was it was refreshing to see that. Uh, with that in mind, where do you feel like Corbin has improved the most in terms of basketball uh, technicalities? Well, you know, it is just the mental part of the game that I think he's made the biggest strides in. I think he's way more comfortable in the post. I think he's way more comfortable with the ball in his hands, making simple decisions. Uh, but in terms of his assignments, offensive and offensively and defensively, and 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 fulfilling those assignments at game speed in an actual game is where he's made huge strides. And 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 you have to do that before before your talent comes through, and 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 so. Yeah, that's what he's done. Was Tyler Hawes always going to be the player to take that shot at the end, or was there a thought to have someone else take it? Well, listen, we have a lot of capable scorers on the team. We have a lot of guys that, that can can make game winners. Um, but but you know it was you know it was a, it was a, it was a good play for Ty. It's a, it's a set that he's really comfortable with. He's he's been in that situation many many times, and and it was his night. Mark Pope with us on BYU Sports Nation, BYU basketball assistant coach, former national champion as well at the University of Kentucky. Coach, how does a win on Saturday in that fashion help your team moving forward? Well, it's a, at this point, 
you know, we evaluate games all year long. Of course, the most important thing is the W or an L. No doubt, right or left column, that's what you always think about. But you're also trying to evaluate how your team is progressing, what you need to change to help personnel grow kind of through the, throughout the season, how do you get playing your best basketball at the end of the season, and all of those other factors are inc- incredibly decreased probably to zero at this point. This point is just a W or an L. So, so the way it really helped us is that we won and we get to move on. And, and, and that's what we're thinking about. That's where all of our guys' minds need to be is focused on only one single agenda is winning this game. And if we can win it, we put ourselves in a, in a, in a great position to, to you know, have a shot at winning a tournament championship, we, which we haven't done. So, so this is a huge game for us. Um, you know, the, the, the best thing about Saturday was it was a tough, physical, competitive game in that gym. So our guys are going to walk into this gym. They're going to feel way more comfortable. They'll, they'll play there. They'll know what it feels like and smells like. The, they have a feel for how hard this tournament is, and, and, and we'll just be able to play. What game matters more for your preparation against Portland, the one you played about a week and a half ago, or the St. Mary's game from Saturday against, against Portland? Um, they both matter. You know, all, everyone in our, in our league has a very unique style, and so you have to prepare differently for it. So, so you know, our head-to-head matchups are probably the most valuable tool for us. Um, but, but, you know, these guys have, have played great since they played us. Um, you know, to, you know, two really big wins for them, and uh, obviously a huge game against St. Mary's. Really, a, a shocking outcome just in the differential. You rarely see a St. In fact, I don't know when the last time it must have been ten years, fourteen years since St. Mary's hasn't been in the semifinal game. Yeah, two thousand two. Um, and 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 rarely do you ever see them uh, take a real beat down like they did. Uh, Portland's playing great basketball right now, and and, and they're focused. And I think they they. Uh, tricked up their rotation a little bit, and I think it's helping them, and it's going to be a great challenge for us. Seven straight wins for BYU basketball. I know Jerem talked to you a little while ago and said, is it as simple as just playing harder? And you said, well, yeah. You play harder, you play better defense, you get more rebounds, and that certainly helps out. How have you helped your team maintain that added level of intensity uh, during this seven-game win streak? Well, you know, listen, we have, we have really mature guys. Uh, you know, we have guys that are, are pretty diligent by nature, and so they feed into this. This is one of their strengths is kind of being able to kind of stay focused. And then we have probably the best head coach in the country at managing the feel of his team. And so Coach is out in front of this a lot. And what I mean by that is, you know, he's great at having a sense of where the team's mentality is. What do they need to hear today? Because it's dynamic and it's always changing. Sometimes, you know, they need to be loved and inspired, and sometimes they need to be brought down, and sometimes they need to be challenged. And 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 coach is pretty pretty terrific at reading these guys, and and he's the you know he's the key to this deal. What's left to do with this team, Mark? Uh, left to do with our team in terms of the rest of the season. Well, listen, we we hope it's going to be a long season. Um, and and this is a pivotal night. Uh, you know, of course, you know the next game will be the most pivotal. But but for the last month, we've been playing on the game we're playing is 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 in terms of our season a life or death game. We've been playing that way for a month, and and right now it's all led up to this game tonight. 
being the most crucial game that we'll face in terms of determining what our season is and what the future our season is going to be. Um, and this one has, as as everybody knows, it has huge implications on obviously staying alive in this tournament and then postseason play, and, and, and so it's a big deal. Uh, our guys have earned the right to play in this game, and we're really excited about it and looking forward to it. Does the team have the same hot fire sense of urgency that it did at the beginning of this streak? Um, it's different. Uh, it, it may not be born of quite as much desperation now, uh, and it may be more fueled by just just you can see it, you can almost taste it, right? We're almost there. And, and, and so I think it's probably fueled a little bit differently, but the urgency is, is just as high. Um, I think our guys are, are, are more excited than they've ever been uh, throughout this season, and, and that's a good place to be. It's where you want to be right now. Coach, every time you see Jerem's shaved head, does it bring fond memories and happiness to your mind? Man, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that he's finally turned the corner. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you know, were you aware of my uh, what I said and then uh, the ultimate uh, action leading up to that? No, in fact, I've never heard the exact details. I don't know if, 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 if the way you pre- – I'd be interested to hear because I'm curious to know if the way you presented it is – this is not going to happen. I'm so happy, confident it's not going to happen that I'll actually shave my head if it does. Or if you said, I've been dying to shave my head. I'm looking for excuse. I know this is yeah. going to happen. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> After the Pepperdine game, my knee-jerk reaction was, it's going to be really hard to win up there. And yep. it was. And yep. it was. It was. Uh, but I said, you know what? It'd be crazy if they won up there. And it was. Yep. In fact, I'll do something crazy. I'll shave my head. So during the game... I'm not worried at all. I didn't even worry till the next morning, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to actually do this because the magnitude of that win was so big. And I felt like it really validated the win streak yep. uh, and, and what you could do. Now you come into Vegas, and I, I imagine that this has uh, given you a tremendous confidence. Well, it has. I think it, it, it did, you know, I think it did all of the above, right? It, it, it put us in a spot where it legitimized the win streak. It legitimized kind of our standing um, within the conference and within the country, and then it gave us some confidence going to this thing in this tournament right now that we can win. But you know, all that goes out the window uh, at 8:30 tonight when the ball goes up, because because the only thing on our minds is we have got to win this game. And if we win this game, then we get to take care of all the business later. But but that's really our focus. Mark Pope with us on BYU Sports Nation men's basketball assistant coach. Played at Kentucky, won a national champion. Coach, having played in high-intensity, high-pressure situations yourself as a player, what kind of things do you tell to the guys as they approach games like tonight where it almost feels like, a look, we have to win? Yeah, you know, it's the, the beautiful thing about this game is that when you, is you have all this noise surrounding you, I mean, the great thing about athletics is that you are always fighting distraction. And there's good distraction, there's great distraction, there's fun distraction, there's also bad distraction and, and, and you know, sad distraction and depressing distraction and, and worrying distraction. But every distraction is bad once you start the game. And they have, the refs can distract you, a bad play can distract you, the fans can distract you, your teammates can distract you. Distractions come all, from all different places. And so the key in this game, as in every game, is focusing on this play right now and everything else is out the window. And our guys have done a great job developing that skill through the course of the season. Um, I think we're confident in our guys. 
uh, and, and, and it's something that they've really worked on and focused on. And if we can do that tonight, then, then none of the other stuff really has as much play as it could if you dwell on it. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a you know, focus on this current play attitude, and that diminishes all the other feel. Well, Mark, your haircut looks fantastic. I appreciate uh, the hashtag bald brethren pick that we took uh, we a couple days ago. All right, guys. Listen, have a great day, okay? Thanks, Thanks for Coach. The time. Good luck tonight. All right. Bye-bye. That's a head coach in the future that BYU happens to have as an assistant right now. They're fortunate appreciate to have Appreciate that Mark Pope's on this coaching staff. He's they're, good. They're fortunate really to have good. him. Up next, what's it like to watch your son take the last shot of a high-intensity NCAA Division I game in the conference tournament? We're going to find out. Marty Haas saw Tyler Haas hit the game winner on Saturday night. His emotions, not just for that game, but through this entire season, he joins BYU Sports Nation next. Marty! BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Learn more at cougarclub.com. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com. Hey, it's semifinal Monday. Two women's semis and then the two men's. The first two are on BYU TV. Gonzaga, BYU, 3 Eastern Time. Followed by 5 Eastern Time, San Diego, San Francisco. The nightcap is on the Mothership ESPN, Gonzaga, Pepperdine, and then ESPN2 for Brigham versus Portlandia. This is the only time I root against Portland. Who do you want to win the Pepperdine-Gonzaga game? I want Gonzaga because if BYU goes to that game, I feel like they're in. 25 wins. We've talked about that number being crucial for BYU. Granted, 23 of those are against D1 teams, by the way. The D2s don't necessarily count to the committee. Should have asked Tom Holman that question. Uh, but BYU and Gonzaga would ensure that BYU gets in, in my opinion. If it's Pepperdine-BYU, BYU would have to win that game against the Waves to beat BYU twice. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Tyler Hawes named one of five finalists for the Jerry West Award given to the nation's best college basketball shooting guard. Awesome. Top five. That's, that's big time, too. Of course, it's game day, as you just mentioned, Jeremy, for the BYU men and women's semifinal Monday, trying to get to the championships. Men's volleyball dropped a couple of head scratchers to a Stanford team that's kind of been down and out this season. Uh, they'll try and turn things around. But baseball, after a very slow start to their season, tough one at that, wins four games in a sweep of Hartford on their home field. Any reaction, Jeremy? BYU versus UVU tomorrow. Yeah! Woo! Utah Valley. The Valley. Joining BYU Sports Nation now, Marty Hawes, former BYU basketball great and the father of Tyler Hawes, the all-time leading scorer in BYU basketball history. Marty, good to have you on the show. Hey, good morning, Spencer and Jeremy. Put the smile on my face to be on with you guys. How are you? <laughs> You're, uh, we're great. Uh, like mine, your haircut uh, looking fantastic as well. <laughs> I also appreciate the hashtag bald brethren pick we took. No, you know what? Thank you, Jerem. That was uh, very nice of you to tag me in. I appreciate it. <laughs> I just had to join the club. There were so many. Durant, Rubel, Hartsock, <laughs> Haas, Pope. It's an exclusive yeah, club. Spencer should join us. Well, keep reminding us. Thank you for that. <laughs> hey, Marty, it was Tom It was Tom Holmo's birthday on Saturday night. Uh, I think Tyler might, may have given him the uh, the greatest birthday present next to his uh, grandson who was born earlier. But uh, when, when you saw Tyler's shot go up before it goes in, what what is going through your mind as his father at that moment? 
Well, yeah, no, that's a good question. And I, I think I've seen Tyler shoot that shot and of many other shots uh, enough times that I'm, I'm always thinking it's going in. And so uh, I thought we had a good chance to, to win that game. Now, my wife, She's not. Uh, she's not quite as. Uh, it's not that she doesn't think it's going in. That she just has a little bit of this nerves going lately, where she can't watch those final shots. When uh, when that shot is being prepared, I guess during the timeout, do you think okay, Tyler's going to shoot this? Uh, Tyler's going to get the ball. Not really. I, I, I think. Uh, I think you're just kind of. I think the game kind of dictates that, and and what you do have is a lot of confidence in Dave and Terry at that spot to figure out, you know, what has been working. How are they defending? How are they guarding certain things that we've done all game? And and uh, you just put them in a good position to make a play. And whether it's a shot or a pass, uh, whatever it is, uh, hopefully it, it, it's successful and we get out of there with a win. Marty, after the 10-point performance at Gonzaga, he, Tyler answers with 30 in the game winner. What was the conversation like from you before the Santa Clara game? It's the same as it always is. And uh, what you do is after the Gonzaga game, there's, uh, the house isn't on fire and you're not trying to fix anything. Uh, hey, look, Gonzaga is a very good team and they take certain things away, and uh, which opens up other things for others. And... If you look at that game, there's, there's, uh, all you're doing is you're trying to fight. And at the end of the game, you look around and see what's happened. And uh, really, you know, if you, if you look at that game, I mean, we did a good job on Wiltshire and, and Pangos. And uh, those three guys, uh, between those two and Tyler, uh, everything's hard. And we expect it. And, you know, and, and I, I – you know, hear the chatter out there and all of those things, but uh, good teams have a way of making go to option B or C, and and uh, and it's okay. You just keep fighting, and Tyler has a great mentality that the next shot is in. Marty Haas with us on BYU Sports Nation, a four by one hundred whack champion, by the way, or four wow. t- four time for a four That's time. What that means it's four time four times, Marty. Wow, you're you're uh, you're you're doing your homework, and uh, guys, that's a long time ago. Are you kidding? Wait, was it four time or four by one hundred? Yes, I want to say if I I guess if it's been this long, we could say four time, four (laughs) by one. But really, it wasn't four time. It was, and I can't remember if it was just one though either. (laughs) Uh, no, but come on, uh, back in the day, all we had to do uh, was was uh, get the baton to Frankie Fredericks, who was our anchor man, and we were in great shape. Wait, so you ran track at BYU? Now, wait, isn't that what you just said? I you said, said four that. four by one. Spencer, I thought that was the Spencer, joke. Spencer said that. Jerem was doubting, Marty. Wait, did you run track? <laughs> Oh, see, now I was giving you credit for doing your homework. And Wait, you ran track? <laughs> yes, he did. Wax speed? Oh, listen. Wow. Marty was a burner. Man. I had no idea. I talked to you all the time. I had no clue. Marty was a burner. Are you Are you still fast? Are you faster than Tyler right now? Well, we ha- I haven't I haven't tried to. Uh, we haven't had a race, so I'm going to say yes uh, until we race. <laughs> Definitely. What happened to Tyler's speed, Marty? 
Oh, <laughs> now you're now you're hurting feelings. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's the all-time leading scorer. He's the man. Oh, that is good stuff. I don't know where we go after this. I now. got one. Are are you more coach or dad to Tyler? Wow. Uh I, I think I'm. I think I'm more dad. I, I think I at this point I have my role, and I've I have enough confidence in Dave and Mark, Terry, Tim, uh, all the guys to let them be the coach. And you know, growing up, I think there's a time for coach slash dad, but I've kind of settled into being comfortable with dad role and just kind of you know it, it's. It's interesting. I, I feel like you'd have to ask Tyler, but I feel like there's there's lots of times where after a game or uh, you know I watch film or do whatever. It, it's Tyler and I. There's not much that has to be said. I mean, Tyler knows he knows enough now that I don't have to I don't have to play coach on every little thing. He he's good enough that uh, he knows. What has this season been like for you and Tiffany and for the family? with the ups and downs, and now the seven-game win streak that carries BYU into tonight's semifinal against Portland. Yeah, it's been great. We've, we've loved every minute of it, and, yeah, there's some there's some ups and downs, but uh, there are in every season, and you just try to enjoy every minute of it and know that it goes by fast, and that helps you enjoy it. And, uh, you know, we really have. There's There's been uh, far more ups than and downs, and you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully that carries out over the next few days. I imagine, as a former BYU basketball player, that you are taking it one game at a time, in essence, too, and trying to project on Tyler. But in the midst of all this, Tyler's setting the record over Jimmer, chasing down Jimmer, and, and getting that. Have you enjoyed that process? Have you taken in what what this means? Well, I have. I, you know, having been there a long time ago and having seen and watched all of those people that are on that list, pretty much, um, I get it. I, I know what he's done and and kind of how significant that is. I think it's going to take a few years before Tyler actually realizes, wow, what what have I done? And uh, it is special, but you're in the middle of something that that's bigger than that right now. And, and Tyler's really good at focusing on that and not getting caught up in that. And, you know, we've always said, as soon as you chase the wrong thing, you'll watch it slip through your fingertips. And we've, we've tried to be pretty good all the way through high school uh, and college to chase the right things. And if you do that, the other, the other things take care of themselves. You have another son, TJ, on a, on a mission in France right now. And Jeremy and I were wondering, because he is on a mission, how tied in is he through updates from you or from Tiffany about what uh, what's going on with BYU basketball and specifically Tyler's game? No, it's so great. So on Sunday night, last night, uh, we were going back and forth on email at about uh, 2 or 2.30 in the morning, and uh, TJ's TJ is up to speed as of right now, so uh, we're we're happy for that. And he is he's cheering, and uh, I can see him through the computer yelling and screaming and <laughs> and rooting uh, for BYU. And and uh, so outside of that, he's also said that 
Um, he's also mentioned that there's a lot of people over there that, that keep him up to speed. So I don't even think I'm the one to break him, break the news to him. He He's hearing uh, from ward members and from people in the mission office. And so they do a pretty good job of keeping him up to speed. Marty, great to talk to you. We appreciate you. After a late night, apparently, uh, getting up early to talk to us. And, uh, yeah. I had no clue about one, your speed, at least man. One of us, no at least idea. one of us knew you were a speedster <laughs> and a whack 4x100 champion. No, hey, thank No, you, you know what? On that note, I every once in a while before a big game, I'll tell Tyler, hey, tell Coach I'm good for about 12 or 13 <laughs> minutes tonight if you guys need me. So uh, that's not true, but I always tell him that just to get that funny look out of him before we before he goes to, to play. So, <laughs> Marty, great to talk to you. We'll see you later today. All right, guys. See ya. I, I, okay, we put up a graphic, and I thought – did our people mean four-time WAC champion? No, four by Why did they put 100 in in there? And then you said that, and I thought, what? And I still didn't believe it. took me two minutes to be, oh, four by 100? <laughs> he said Frankie Fredericks. I thought he was kidding. Frankie Fredericks had, Fredericks had three silver medals or something. No, Marty, Marty Haas was a burner. I mean, when you watched him play wow. basketball, that was his, that was his greatest asset was his speed. Four by 100, you got to be lightning fast. Oh, and he was. He's a burner. You know how we put flames on, I think it was Brandon, Brandon Clark, Clark. Yeah. when we were documenting some play? Like, Marty, Marty Haas could do that. He, he would be the flame guy if we had those graphics back in 1990. He could have played in the secondary. <laughs> wow. That was really funny. And a great interview, by the way, with Marty Haas. Up next, we give you the RPI Bracketology Update. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from the Orleans Arena and the West Coast Conference Championships in Las Vegas. Noise. It is semifinal Monday. The BYU women tip things off today, first of four games, against the top-seeded Gonzaga Bulldogs, the winner onto tomorrow's championship game. And, of course, that at-large, well, not at-large, sorry, the automatic not bid. Not for the ladies. The automatic bid for the NCAA tournament on the line. Yeah, Tuesday, tomorrow's uh, championship day, but yeah, today's semifinal. Monday, San Diego and San Francisco is the second game of the women's semifinals. Those first two on BYU TV. Then the men's semifinals, Gonzaga Pepperdine on the mothership, ESPN, and then BYU and Portland at about 11.30 Eastern time on ESPN2 and BYU Ready. Huge game. BYU must win to get into the NCAA tournament, in my opinion. See, I'm, I disagree with you there. You think you th- BYU can lose to Portland and still get yes. in? Yes. The yes. chances just go way down. I'm not man. saying the chances don't, but I'm saying it's not a must-win situation. The coaches are going to pitch it that way, but with 24 win, you're 24-8. and eight. Last year they were 23-11, and 11, Okay. Last year they were twenty three and eleven. They're twenty four and eight right now. It was now a stronger resume with a last road year. win at Gonzaga. I disagree. I think their resume is just as strong right now. And that brings us to the RPI update. Music. More cowbell. It's the daily RPI watch on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars number forty one today in the daily RPI. One and three against the top fifty, but four and five against the top seventy five. Now, Long Beach State, if they keep winning, BYU about to be 5-5 five and five against the RPI Top 100. They are 101. Their worst loss came to San Diego, RPI 150. We, we marked down Pepperdine as a bad loss. Who knows what that means? But the waves, the waves are like 136. So out of 338 Division I teams, Pepperdine is 136. 
again, how do you, where's the cutoff line? Some people say, oh, it's 150. Some people say it's 200. Some people say it's 100. Yeah, I don't know. What qualifies as a bad loss? Portland's 139, by yeah, the way. Yeah, 139. Yeah, losing to Pepperdine twice, San Diego. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm telling you, if BYU lose tonight, you're not going to be feeling good on Selection Sunday. No, you're nervous. You are nervous. Full but I don't, show, I don't my think, brother. I don't think that a loss tonight eliminates them from an at-large no. potential. But mostly, that's what I'm getting at. Listen, th- I had a thought yesterday related to this BYU team. BYU is on the cusp of b- d- being two very different things. They lose tonight, there's a chance at the NIT. It's either Haas twice in his career goes to the NIT. That would be terrible, right? One of the best players you've ever had, the all-time leading scorer. The other end is this. BYU could win this tournament. They could have Tyler Hawes setting the record, Kyle Collinsworth, triple-double record. BYU is a team that is going to be dangerous in the NCAA tournament regardless of seed because when they shoot the three well, they're good. Kyle Collinsworth is a matchup problem. Tyler Hawes, Corbin Kafusi getting better. BYU is one of those 12s that could beat a five and then challenge a four in that second game. See, and because and of that, what because if they went to the Sweet 16? It could be this unbelievable year with individual storylines and the team concept of maybe winning the tournament and going to the dance. It could be tomorrow night, BYU could win its first tournament title in 14 years to the day since they last won a conference tournament you know title. You know what's interesting? Or it could be NIT. Do it's you, weird. Do you remember VCU? You remember, do you remember 11 VCU? 11th seed playing Final Four. Yeah, and they they were the most highly debated team about, oh, they don't belong to be in it. People were up in arms that VCU got in the field, and they went to the Final Four. Okay, so th- at that point, I was like, maybe the committee knows something that I don't. Well, it's different. One, they didn't think, yes, they're going to go to the Final Four. They thought, do they deserve to be well, in this tournament? Well, that's what I'm saying. Do yeah. they deserve to be in it? Everyone said no. All the prognosticators, everybody at ESPN, everybody at Fox Sports, CBS Sports, no, I think that's the wrong decision. Yeah, well, how did that? How does your foot taste when you watch a team like VCU win a game, you know, win two games, and now they're in the Final Four? So maybe, just maybe... They what are you know saying? something that we don't. Okay? Yes. What and, I'm s- and I want to remind people that if BYU makes the Final Four, you said you'd shave your head. Yep. I will do that. B- did you know BYU has the most tournament NCAA tournament appearances of any team not to make the Final Four? I B- did know that. You've told me that before. That's why I know that. I hate that stat. That is not, that's the anti-stat of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand that one. Also, that it's taken 14 years for BYU to win a conference tournament uh, title. Oh. Let's let's see if they get to it. But BYU plays Portland tonight. And the stat that we've talked about related to rebounding holds true for tonight's matchup, which brings us to our actual real stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Portland out-rebounded BYU in both games this season. The Cougars won both matchups by nine and I believe 12 respectively. But... BYU uh, and BYU combined in those games minus three on the board, so it's it was very close, essentially a wash. But BYU is what twenty and zero when they out rebound opponents, out rebound the opponent, and you win. Yeah, how about it's that? that? Simple, I guess. Not really, but yes. Bracket matrix update as of eight fifty four a.m. today. BYU, the last team in in bracket matrix. But listen to this: they are projected in seventy four. Of the 91 brackets being looked at 
at the very moment. The next closest, the first team out is Texas A&M, 29 brackets. Okay, Interesting. That, is, that is a very thick line right there. And here's why BYU has to win tonight. It's Monday. It'd be six days of sitting on a loss to Portland. That, that would be yes. terrible. Yes, that. Other teams are going to have a chance to make their case after BYU. You have to make a strong case. Yeah, that, that's where it matters. Oh, by the way, 24 wins according to TeamRankings.com. Gives BYU a 59% chance of an at-large berth. A little more than a coin flip. 59. So, but 25, 88. Win, win tonight. Win tonight. We talked about this. Get 25, you're, you're going to be in, man. I don't care if Pepperdine or Gonzaga wins. I'm, I am going on the record. If BYU wins tonight, They're they in. are in. They're in. I'm pretty confident. I'm not solid Doesn't like you on that. matter who wins between Pepperdine and Gonzaga. Win tonight. BYU is in the tournament. We remind you, with the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, graduates, leaders, champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation and learn more at cougarclub.com. Of course, welcome to the club. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we put a bow on this Monday show at the Orleans Arena in Vegas. It's semifinal Monday. Where's BYU in the AP? BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. BYU just outside the top 25 basketball rankings. Fourth out. So 29th? No, 18 votes in the eight people. If BYU wins the West Coast Conference Championship, they could be ranked next week. How about that? Wow. How about that? Wowzers. Time now for our Rise and Shout, brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help, when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. As if we'd go anybody else today than Tyler Hawes after hitting a game-winning shot. Some people say, how many big shots has he hit? You know, I thought about it more than you think. Exactly. To win a game in the final five seconds, that was the first, but... He's hit big well, shots. Hit Texas, one-footer out of bounds. Sure, all of that, yeah. Utah in 2012-2013 took the game over, okay? If Delavadova doesn't hit that shot, it's the, you know, it, it's he's the Tyler the hero. Haas shot. That was that shot. Yeah, how about that? Oh, by the way, 180 days away from football. But who's thinking about that? It's basketball, man. Yeah, thanks to Tom Holman, Mark Pope, Marty Haas, and everyone on our crew. That's- Time to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Jordan Ultraball.